listening to the Aftergrad Podcast. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Victoria, and we are your fellow Aftergrads trying to find clarity and security in this postgrad moment. On this show, we discuss the societal pressures that stand to mold us into inauthentic versions of ourselves while striving to make our dreams a reality. We welcome you on this journey as we try to navigate the pandemic, bills, careers, and who knows what else. But today we're having a cool conversation about making mistakes, how to recover from them, making sure that our mindsets are in the best, most positive state so that we can recover and learn from the errors that we make all the while trying to limit the amount of unforced errors that we make while moving through life. Exactly. In tennis, we refer to the term unforced errors. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a mistake that shouldn't be made. It's something that can be predicted Mm -hmm. and And avoided avoided. Mm -hmm. exactly and so we're applying that to life right we're applying that to life and figuring out okay what errors we know errors are going to come right they're inevitable they happen to us all the unforced errors they make or break that experience Mm -hmm. that journey and that tournament or that match or or, in life or the adversity that Mm -hmm. you face so and it could just be such an unnecessary factor that contributes to stress anxiety and if you're constantly making these mistakes these unforced errors then your life is just going to be a little bit more difficult because you keep having to bounce back up Mm -hmm. right you keep reliving it i used to have a coach who said insanity is doing the same thing and expecting something different Mm, right and so i apply that to everything and so i have these habits Mm -hmm. that are considered unforced right one of them being let's talk about this new york trip right right because we got back the surprise new york trip (laughs) i had no idea but it was so much fun got to catch up with friends right and then you just had surprise after surprise it was unfortunate (laughs) that some of the surprise actually didn't get to surprise me but it was still just beautiful getting to hang out with one of the friends that we we made here shout out to you girl mm-hmm. and meet up with some of the people that i studied abroad with shout yes. out to you as well alana mm-hmm. and it was just it was beautiful that was my second time in new york city mm-hmm. being able to spend the time there with you more domestic travel not international travel right, but, but it was just steps. great we'll get baby soon. steps baby yes. steps but it was good just getting out of dc for a little bit and celebrating you and celebrating you're right celebrating me that's what the day and the exactly. moment was about so mm-hmm. we talked about it on the previous episode but it was it actually was great being able to take a moment away from work a moment away from the routine True. to just experience me and my day exactly. you know so thank you for that thank you to everyone that turned up turned really? out i appreciated all of you seeing so you again much fun. so memorable but amidst all the memorable moments there were through all of us Mm -hmm. like we had moments of losing stuff right just (laughs) talk about me yeah i lost my wallet listen you know i'm now looking at it as a moment of new york accepting me right welcoming you it's like Mm -hmm. you can be considered a new yorker yeah like right (laughs) i've taken something from you so you're a piece of me now really it was wrapped around my wrist mm-hmm. i purposely got this type of designed wallet that wraps around right. your wrist so it would not fall and there um, were photos that showed it on yes, your wrist I you actually had it moments. that it was on my wrist yeah. but for some reason the minute i got off of the uber mm-hmm. poof, it just was gone. gone just vanished but you know what up coming up coming up to the trip yeah i was like i'm not gonna lose my wallet i'm not gonna because that's something i tend to do i mm-hmm. always lose either my wallet or my phone right and with my phone i have the saying that i'm like oh it's gone but it always comes it back comes to back, me right because i'll we'll be in the apartment yeah. and i'll tell you where yeah and i'm like oh she at. just wanted to go for a little quick mm-hmm. she want to have a breather and she'll come back and she always does right. and so i kind of changed my lingo with the phone situation mm-hmm. but with the wallet i'm always paranoid about that same unforced mm-hmm. error that i continue 
to make. Right. And I would always say, oh, I'm so I'm such a klutz mm-hmm. or I forget this and I forget that. And then we had some other friends. We had one who had their wallet or their card mm-hmm. one minute, left it left at the coffee it, shop. Thought they left it and then just didn't know where it was. We were just yes. destroying the apartment to try and figure yes. out where it was. And we eventually <laughs> found it. But I mean, it was a situation where we just couldn't, we right. couldn't figure it out. But then after the situation, like the person would be like, oh, I'm always losing things. Right. right? And I'm just thinking on that, reflecting mm-hmm. These are some unforced errors. How do we right. get rid of those? Have you ever had any like studying abroad? I know you told right. me a little bit about a time you yeah. lost. I it was stolen from me. So I mean, you know, this was just an unfortunate situation. I wouldn't call it an unforced. Well, actually, you know what? It kind of was an unforced error because I should have done my due diligence in the situation. So basically, the moment was I was with my friend that I actually got to see, Alana, up in New York. Mm-hmm. We were traveling to Barcelona for her birthday, and of course, we got to get the cute pictures. We were doing a photo shoot moment in the Arc de Triomphe, right? We were in the little park area, and there was a moment where we were just loving the photos. We were looking on our camera. And we set our bag down. I set my backpack down, mm-hmm. right? And it was right beneath my feet. But in the midst of this moment, this random man came up to us and just started a conversation. And he put his hand on my shoulder and just oh, looked me right in the smart. eye and was talking in French, right? And I'm just like, I don't <laughs> speak French. No, no French here, okay? French is beautiful. It is a beautiful that's language. A but I, I, know I don't a little know if that's unforced. <laughs> right. Well, that got me. Yeah, no, it got me. But I think the unforced error portion of the situation was us leaving the bag unattended. And even though it was right, right there, we should have done better. I should have been like Alana, watch the bag or put the bag on my back or something right. like that. But in that moment, while I'm talking to this person and he's pointing down, telling us to look at his phone, right? Because he's trying to ask us where we're at because he starts off in French, then goes into English. And he's. I realized that he's asking me, where are we at? And we're at a pretty popular spot. It's the Arc de Triomphe. It's in Barcelona. Mm. Most I would imagine most people would know where we're at. But in that moment, after I finished telling him where we're at, I look back and my bag is gone. Whoa. And in my bag, I have clothes, I have my wallet, my passport. Whoa. Everything is just gone. Everything is gone. And I'm like, Alana, Alana, where's oh my, my stuff? Gosh. Where's my bag? Where'd oh it go? Gosh. Hello, tell like what's good? Where'd it go? And it was swiped in that moment. And I was stressed, you know. We had just gotten there too. I think that was our second day in Barcelona. Oh my god! And you know, you were talking about how you have, you know, you have this error. You make this mistake. I bet you didn't make that mistake again. Oh, I haven't made that mistake since. I'm always on my categorized as an error, but then not an unforced because it never happened again. It it hasn't happened again. Right? You know, so it was a mistake. It was an error. It was semi unforced and semi forced because you know someone was out to scam me. Someone was out to run a game, and they ran a game. They they got what they came to find. Best believe you stand next to your bag. Oh. Where you go. Sure. Yeah, when we were in Tulum, like you did not let your bags out of sight. Oh, absolutely. If anybody was like past us asking questions, you had your bag near you. Oh, I saw that. Sure. I, I caught up. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you, you managed like, that Victoria, do you see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you watch our bags. If we're talking to anyone, I don't care who you are. Right. Even if I'm in my country now, too, when I'm walking out, that's why I'm, I'm kind of just very much to myself when I'm walking in big cities. You know, if people are coming up to me, nope, don't talk to me. I'm, right. I'm busy. I'm here right. doing my thing because I just don't want that to ever happen again. Mm. That was so unfortunate and so awful and mm-hmm. it was i was stranded in barcelona and there were there was the like catalan protests too in the midst of that whole fiasco so yeah. I, it was just very chaotic there was lots of high energy stressful intense energy i was trying to evacuate and my university they were being troublesome not willing to give me the support that i felt like i needed to get back to my study abroad location in prague wow. so it was just it was a whole situation but i will tell you one thing mm-hmm. i learned from that moment right yeah. it made me more resilient Right. And I'm always the kind of person where I think in the past I would say I think everything happens for a reason. And while I do believe that 
for me, it's more of a mindset situation. Right. I tell myself everything happens for a reason so that I can just continue moving forward and having the idea and mindset that I can learn from any negative situation that happens to me. So you learn right? from that situation. Yeah. Do we have any common rituals or habits mm-hmm. that are on the negative side of things that continue to happen? And do you think there's some things that we do that perpetuate that habit? Mm-hmm. I know I have one. Yeah, what's that? Mine is I keep telling myself that I'm really, it's a small one, but mm-hmm. to me it's big, especially in business and networking and just getting to know people and right. being genuine in general. Mm-hmm. It's remembering people's names. I yeah. always tell people, hi, nice to meet you. Um, what is your name? I'm, I'm so sorry if I forget it. I'm very forgetful mm-hmm. of people's names. Yeah. That is one like unforced error that I keep. You keep making. I keep making. And I think what helps perpetuate it is mm-hmm. the fact that I affirm it by saying it, that by saying I am bad with names. Right. I am bad with memorizing a name mm-hmm. of a person. Right. And so that's one I'm trying to currently right. break. Mm-hmm. And I think you're doing good, right? I think it's just the positive self-talk too, or just finding a way in your, in your mind to, be aware yeah. of that mistake that you make, the error that you make, and mm-hmm. just, you know, at least you know that it exists, right? You know that it's there and you can do work to create systems in your life that mm-hmm. allow you to improve or to learn people's names better. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the That's on a small scale. On a small but like, scale, yeah. Do you have any that you feel like that are mm-hmm. reoccurring? That reoccur constantly? I mean That's I'm, my current one. Yeah. For me it's more like larger life situations like that what? seem to happen. Okay, so when I'm traveling, right? Because, like, me is my wallet. Yeah. It's the wallet memorizing names that keep, I feel like, keep happening. Mm-hmm. In the universe, it keeps happening to me. I'm yeah. like, I swear, mm-hmm. these items they have legs. Keep, they keep moving. They names keep pushing around. Con- specifically names mm-hmm. continue to leave my mind. Yeah. But yet, I'm, I am good at memorizing things. Yeah, I will, so, I will say I've always been good with memorizing names. But ever, I will say ever since the pandemic started memorizing names and knowing people's names and faces that has been something that has begun to leave me but that has always been something that I was generally pretty good at but see what's helping perpetuate like the good aspect Mm -hmm. of memorizing the name is like you're like I'm good with names right I just oh yeah because I've always been good with names but that's just one thing that I've noticed ever since the pandemic has started Mm -hmm. and that could be a product of me not interacting with as many people as I normally do but that for me I always just try and take great pride in memorizing someone's name because I mean that's the way that people introduce themselves so I want to make sure that I I get their name right and I've always been good at at memorizing is there something that you used to tell yourself that you weren't so good at let me hit it that way Mm -hmm. and that it did come to fruition because you were saying that you weren't so good at it Mm -hmm. instead of public speaking, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think that would probably be one. And I know we've talked about it before, but going back to just some of the positions that I did when I was in university, I'm naturally a very shy person. And in university and even before that, like in high school, I was just such a very timid and reserved person. And I just, my anxiety was just always through the roof, right? And I would compensate by avoiding any situation where I had to speak publicly, Mm. right? So, and I think the negative self-talk that I had perpetuated me not being good at that because I think the more you say something, that becomes your reality. Maybe it wasn't even negative self-talk. Maybe it was a a habit or like a behavior that you, like you said, Mm -hmm. making the conscious effort not to be, put yourself in that situation to public speak. I think it was a combination of both, to be honest. I think it was a combination of the negative self-talk, me saying that this is not something that I'm good at based on previous performance, based on the way that 
I internalized how I was doing at something. And I think we always have a different perceptions of ourselves than the world has of us. But nonetheless, the perception of ourselves seems to overpower any other perception mm -hmm. from our friends, from our family, from the world, outside world. And then there's the other factor, like you're saying, the, the behavioral element of it as well. I think both of those contributed to me not being a good public speaker, not wanting to put myself into situations where I had to speak publicly, mm -hmm. right? And I've overcome that fear. It's not something that phases me anymore. And I definitely overcame that by A, telling myself that I'm a good public speaker, telling myself that I can do it, telling myself that I want to do it, just putting all these positive affirmations around this thing that once scared me, but now I just changed the mindset around it. And you know, it's kind of like those Issa Rae moments when you're watching Insecure, how she's hyping herself up in the mirror. I did that too. Literally, that's why those situations in the show where she's having those moments where she's hyping herself up, telling herself that you can do it, girl. You've got this. Mm -hmm. Just go out, do it. If you fail, that's okay. That's fine. But you did it. You left it out on the line. So in regards to a mistake, you know, sometimes you'll be speaking publicly and you'll forget your lines. You'll forget what the topic you're talking about, right? It happens. And when I do do that, it frustrates me. And that's definitely, I'm going to categorize it as an unforced error, mm -hmm. but it's something that you just have to learn from, right? You just have to improve upon it. So for you, you know, it's being bad with names, forgetting the names. For me, it was my mindset around speaking publicly. Yeah, I yeah. Would say. I could definitely get around with the public speaking as well. I think we even mentioned that in a previous episode when we were talking about interviews and mm -hmm. I definitely was vulnerable with the fact that like, not public speaking necessarily, mm -hmm. but just talking and presenting myself and being um, very clear about what I'm about mm -hmm. and what I'm passionate about and expressing that and telling everyone, right. you know, cause I was very private about like my goals and the things that I did see for myself, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't speak them into existence. Right. Mm -hmm. So I refrained from, I, I kept thinking about it. Yes, but I wasn't speaking it. So therefore other people couldn't help me or other people didn't know. They just simply didn't know. And also myself, I believe in my body and not my body, but like in the things that I did and the things I took action in, they didn't recognize that I wanted to do this or that mm -hmm. or take part in this. So right. yeah, probably public speaking a little bit because mm -hmm. it involves speaking about what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can definitely relate with that, that it took confidence yeah. to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just like changing said, the way you speak about it. Exactly. I, th I think that's the root of all the solutions to the common mistakes, the unforced errors, the struggles, the adversity that right. one may face is like constantly bringing in that positivity. Bringing in the positivity. And it seems very like plain Jane, but this one guy we were watching and he mentioned the term cyber cybernetic. And I believe that brings another level to what we're talking about because we can easily go around and say, oh, you know, positive feedback, positive talking. Like right. that is such basic information. Mm -hmm. But this guy brought forth this new science, fancy word, cyber-cybernetic cycle. And it's basically this cyclical action of you constantly thinking of thyself and through your experiences, through your past life, and especially during your early stages of life, you create these beliefs surrounded by the experiences you go through. And then from those experiences, you have emotions. And then those emotions take you back to that belief. Mm -hmm. And then that negative cycle brings forth this rotation of you constantly hitting this like backboard of issues that involve the same thing. Right. So like you might've been public speaking at one point, me, it was like my ability to pronounce to other people what I wanted to do. 
and my ability to memorize names on a simple mm -hmm. spectrum of things, <laughs> me losing my wallet yeah. and then saying, I am such a klutz. Mm -hmm. I lose this. I lose that. Um, I think it can be attributed to that rotation of things, which brings us back to the basic terminology of like speaking positively about this right. situation. Right. Right. So changing our beliefs, changing our beliefs, because <sighs> at the root of it, I mean, I think we have, we have a personality, we have traits that make us, we, that make up us, you know, we have yeah. our introverted natures, we have our extroverted natures, we have different ideals and beliefs about what makes up us, what makes up Victoria, what makes up Robert, what makes up any given aftergrad, right? But within that, then there's the experiential elements about how you move through life and the parents that you have, the experiences, the schools that you go to that kind of all shape you. And you can glean different insight from those experiences, but there's always somewhat of a fundamental way that you're kind of set to move through life if you are spiritual in that way if you believe in zodiac if you believe in anything that has to do with innate human behavior innate human nature mm -hmm. i guess there's always a set fundamental way that we can internalize things but just because there is that foundation doesn't mean that we don't have the ability to shape our beliefs and shape our mindsets about how we internalize mistakes about how we internalize learnings from life so mm -hmm. i think i mean that gets back to i guess the first point is about in terms of the psycho cybernetic pathways and cycles that we experience it's about the awareness factor for me at least just being aware that certain things exist being aware that at one point in my life there was this fear right. around public speaking at one point for you there was there's this forgetfulness in regards to the wallet, right? <laughs> Forgetfulness in regards to names. Yeah. So being aware that that exists and then just taking a step to figure out, okay, I know it's there, but how can I do better? How can I move forward and learn from it? Right. Also, finding awareness. And then when you find that awareness, mm -hmm. you also have to be mindful that I think what, what the guy said that was so powerful to me that really stuck out was that these past experiences, if we don't recognize them, the consequences of that is that our lens of the future mm -hmm. is that. It's right. like it's going to be projecting that. It's mm -hmm. only going to be bringing forth more of that same exactly. habit, that same adversity or that same lesson that you keep right. reliving and relearning and trying to figure out how the heck can I change this? Exactly. And to change, in order to change the belief, your belief, it, so it's back to changing the belief. The belief, it's the belief, right. yeah. And then some, but then we live these lives that bring forth this belief. So that's our vision, mm -hmm. right? How do you envision something different so you can believe in something else? Mm -hmm. And that comes from possibly you not have ever even experiencing it before. Right. And that brings forth like the power of imagination. Right. Right. And then we get into like the brain and this guy was mentioning that your brain doesn't know the difference between your imagination and what is actually reality. Yeah. And some of us might be living in these realities and these experiences that constantly are being the forefront or the prediction of what we will then begin to experience. And right. when I start geeking about economics as right. well, we start looking at like families and homes and a majority of the people who like have children, mm -hmm. they will make as much as their mother. That's the that's the prediction. That's the statistic. That's the prediction. Mm -hmm. I think that really lies back to also like what you live is what mm -hmm. you will also live out. Right. Right. So then how can if if I'm sitting here and I'm saying I see this for myself mm -hmm. and I have not lived it yet. Right. Or I see myself not being forgetful. I see myself yeah. being really organized, mm -hmm. never losing my wallet. Period. Right? Like, how can I envision? I need to be able to envision that you have to see and imagine it. that. And then yeah. my brain believes it without 
even knowing it's an actual reality yet. Right. And then, but when you get there, I think what he was also saying is that there's the emotions that you kind of anticipate or that you foreshadow, right? So that when you actually finally experience it, your body has already been there. Your body has already emotionally felt it. Right. So you're preparing yourself. It thinks it's real. It thinks it's real. It's changing. And that's changing. That's ultimately changing the belief. Mm I, I think that's so powerful. That right. one mm-hmm. took, yeah, yeah, that one. That is, it, it, powerful, empowering. So thinking about how would this connect to being an afterguard, how can shifting our mindset around the mistakes that we make or the circumstances that we're in, right, that have been forced on us, how can we still benefit or find ways to rationalize these moments for ourselves in a way to benefit. So for example, you know, again, being an aftergrad or being an undergraduate student, that progress, that progression, you might be a senior, right? Being prepared to enter the adulthood, right? And you might have these certain expectations around what that will look like, or maybe you didn't achieve the jobs or the outcomes that you wanted for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You you had all of these expectations your parents told you that i put you i'm paying for this college degree for x y and z outcome right it's a lot of pressure it is a lot of pressure so going back to how we've made various mistakes in our previous life how we have had these moments that we're not necessarily proud of mm-hmm. how can aftergrads reflect on those moments for themselves mm-hmm. right and internalize it for a better future like what can they do right now living in an undergraduate degree or being recently graduated in their adulthood, how can they move forward Mm -hmm. if they're in a stressful environment, if they're in an environment that isn't necessarily serving them? Because I think we're having a conversation about mindset shifts, right? right? This isn't a physical, you know, we just went to New York City to celebrate me, which is a great moment to physically escape. But I think what we are talking about right now is the ability for us to always have control of our now. Right. And and and, just, and to maintain that state of quote unquote happiness, quote right? Unquote because happiness. like we were in the midst of celebration, and I lost my wallet, and that could have easily been a turmoil, right? It could have easily turned. But to the, that way you remained hype, the way you remained hype, the way you remained hype through it all. Fred. Thank you, Fred. Yeah. I think it really comes down to you know what another thing someone was saying was that there's two states of being, right? And you with awareness of those states of being when you shift, right? One is I think they categorize it as primal. Mm-hmm. The, primal stage, the primal stage, and that's feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling sad, feeling um, sporadic, right. right? And then there's the other state, which is feeling powerful and feeling influential and so forth, yada, yeah. yada, right? And so recognizing when that shift happens and then knowing the tools that can get you back into that main state of being, that state of mind that's like enthusiastic, right? And that's influential and you know, right. so forth, right? So though I felt myself moving towards that primal state, Right. And so that was one, the awareness. Right. When I lost yeah. my wallet. Oh, my God. Where is it? Oh, that Uber. As I swear should. to God, he has it. As like He took it. Because it's there. And right. then, hold up. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Calm down. We are in New, okay. York. We're in New York. In Brooklyn, we look good. We do. We look really good. Yeah. I don't want this to be the moment. I don't want this to be my memory. Yeah. No. Because I envision us having a time of our lives. Right. You put so much work into the plan. And we're going to make that happen. That's yeah. going to happen. So I just, fine. Right. Can't turn off my cards. Exactly. What's the worst? And then I also went to, I was in the, I wasn't in the bathroom because you were with me. Mm-hmm. I forgot where I was. 
But I was like, what's the worst that could have happened? Right. I think that was the tool I used in that moment. I remember us having moment. that conversation. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me step back from the situation and right. realize that it could be a lot worse, mm -hmm. right? So I think in, in that moment, I was like, what really could have been the worst was losing a phone. Exactly. Because a phone is an $800 replacement. You can't cancel it. It's it. It's the, gone. Insurance is not the same. It yeah. doesn't work the same. But the worst I lost was like my driver's license and I can easily get that issued out for another $11. So right. why am I stressed and why am I harping on it? No. Mm -hmm. So I think it took a turnover of five minutes, mm -hmm. but how you were saying how, right? Yeah. Like how can these aftergrads, how can we, we manage those yeah. moments even in at larger scales? Mm -hmm. It's recognizing, I think what this man was saying is what is so dope about our generation and time is that our technologies and the resources that we have to turn over that time period of mm -hmm. like feeling going back and going forth back and forth between those, those two the, the, the primal and the powerful state. moment yeah. right we can have and know the tools needed right to make that shift quicker mm -hmm. yeah there yeah. was like and then there was even a moment in tulum we lost Y'all, we were in Tulum. Mm -hmm. We missed our flight. On it. Yep. We, we missed sure our did. flight. We sure did. We had to regroup. But I mean, we've just always had that mindset. Yeah, where... we walked up like, oh, mm -hmm. that's the flight leaving. And we right, definitely begged them. I we was had like, to get please. our wait, wait, wait. We had to get clarity for COVID. Right. <laughs> the flight was leaving in 20 flight, minutes or so. We, we had to ran get that outside COVID check. the airport. We were chill. We weren't making that I flight. I mean, I was running, no but. Other than that, when I walked up, my reaction was like, oh my God. My reaction was like, oh, okay. Right. Bet, yo, it's like Bet. that. Yeah, okay, fine. You want to go to Austin? Yeah, let's do it. No, that was, that was honestly the energy because I mean, yeah. I knew as soon as they said you need a COVID test, right. I knew there was 20, 25 minutes to get that COVID test right. and then get on the flight. I knew we weren't getting there, exactly. but I went through, we went through the motions. Exactly. Right? But then when they said the flight's gone, you know, it's just, when's the next flight? Right. Okay, no flight bus flex bus that to quick. austin we were just that really quick, quick. Mm -hmm. and i think that that i mean for me it wasn't even a bad situation i think also what we can do is think about what we can gain from the experience or what we can learn that from one. the negative situation i got to see another city i had never i'd been to austin once before but never experienced it so right. I was, and also have friends in austin yeah. too as well as you i think yeah. so okay that that's a positive situation mm -hmm. i get to go to a bus ride i'm not driving the bus yeah. i just get to sit back sleep chill relax see another spot and that was the energy. And yeah. I just always try to think, how can I learn and gain mm -hmm. something from this situation? Yes. And also, I, I lost think my speaker. You lost too. Oh, you did. And you, you dropped the gem that day. Mm. in the Because I was running up to catch our flight. Yeah. And then in the midst of that, I left my like $200 speaker okay. in the security. Yeah. I was freaking out a little bit. Because yeah, I, I don't play with my music. Of course. That's the thing. that That's one of the tools and keeps mechanisms that keeps me sane. Yeah. But you dropped the gem. Mm -hmm. You're saying that your dad ah, yeah. really like enforced in you. And mm -hmm. that that really hit home for me. Yeah. Um, in terms of, again, turning over that moment of like feeling discomfort and yeah. anxiety. My dad, yeah, I mean, what growing up, my dad was just always big on that aspect. He would just always tell me that no matter what type of situation you're in, especially, you know, a negative situation, don't, if you can't fix it, if there's nothing that you can do in the immediate, there's no sense in getting upset about it. There's no sense in letting it become your whole experience, that anger overpowering you. Obviously, I think what my dad is trying to say in that moment is, 
just control your response to the situation, but don't let the situation or the person or the thing control how you respond, Mm -hmm. right? So it's all about just being in control of your emotions and not letting these visceral responses produce themselves from you. You have to be in control of your response to these negative situations. And that has just carried itself with me throughout Mm -hmm. all of my life. And I'm happy that you gained something from it because when I heard that from him, I I remember the exact moment that I heard it from him too. And it was just so powerful for me because, you know, being a young teenager, just going through all these stressful situations and hearing that, that was definitely one of the statements that I needed from my dad to Mm -hmm. just change my whole perspective on a lot of things and how I behaved and acted. Right. So I made the quick turnaround and just bought a new speaker, worked a little harder to replace the speaker, but then it was over. It Mm -hmm. was done. It didn't distract me from the things that I needed to focus on, which was the move to DC, the, you know, like recovering from the trip from Tulum. Mm -hmm. So we mentioned that we have to be aware Mm -hmm. of the situations that keep happening yeah. the in order to make these unforced errors more limited, right? right? Like that's something I did in tennis. Like we would record my matches and then watch the matches and I would have to sit through and figure out the common denominator mm-hmm. between all of the points, what was screwing me over. And then it's deciding, okay, what do I need to do to what tools can I use to, you know, get overcome those? Yeah. I think we just mentioned through our self experiences, mm-hmm. I, a physical tool mm-hmm. now for my wallet situation. Right. I purchased this Apple tag, yeah, and you can slip it in your wallet, mm-hmm. and at any given point you can track it. Now, where did I make a mistake? Mm-hmm. I forgot to put it in my wallet before we left for New York. So typically, this would have been an error that I would have overcame if right. I, you know, actually decided because I knew that was a mistake that I was making constantly. Mm-hmm. Another thing, meditation for me on larger scales when I'm mm-hmm. dealing with things that are beyond me and I feel like I cannot get myself out of it. Sure. And also I have family experiences or past experiences that cannot imagine a better, you know, outcome. Mm-hmm. Meditation is where I go to imagine this new way of being, mm-hmm. right? And then start practicing and then without subconsciously bringing forth that into my existence, either that way of thinking, either that way of being, Mm -hmm. just getting closer to my higher self, even though I do not know what my higher self looks like yet. But I know I'm in tune with her, right? Of course. So I'm happy you brought up tennis, no, because I was literally, I mean, that's how we initially met too, tennis. We were on the same team tennis team back in San Diego. But for me, just really reflecting on tennis, I always had this issue of translating my practice game to the real match game. And for me, it it really just goes back, at least when I'm reflecting on tennis, this self-talk element, because I would always, you were talking about looking at the screening, looking at how you played, looking at the the real, right? Looking at how you moved on the court, the mistakes that you made. I would do the same thing and always just scrutinize my game, but in the worst, in the negative sense, Mm -hmm. right? I would be hypercritical in a negative way. I'm not doing this correctly. I'm not improving this. We just worked on that in practice. Why can't it translate Mm -hmm. in the match? I'm not good at balling. I'm not good at overheads. I would always have just bad negative self-talk and being hypercritical. But I think I never got to it in tennis, but in terms of what I do now, or at least what I'm learning from mentors in my life and just the wisdom that I've been receiving, it's being hypercritical, but in a positive sense, scrutinizing yourself to the point where you are trying to live out a better version of yourself. You know what you're capable of. It's not dismantling you. Oh, that word. It's not dismantling. And that's Mm -hmm. what I was doing Mm -hmm. in the past. I would dismantle myself, my personality, what I did, what I didn't do. Right. But it's about building yourself up through the mistakes and welcoming them because they're a part of you. That one. Right? And I think it's all in an effort to live out some 
better version that you have already imagined in the present, also a little bit in the past, Mm -hmm. in an effort to just always be better, in an effort to always reach a higher vision, a higher purpose for yourself. Exactly. Right? So again, I guess the summary is just being hypercritical in a positive sense. Yeah. Right? I definitely think that applies to aftergrads because all of us are hustlers out here. We're Mm -hmm. trying to literally make a new path for ourselves. Yeah. Something different that hasn't been done. We want to make a different generation. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Either in our family or on a larger scale of Mm -hmm. things. And so- we have to know that we aren't there yet. Right. But not say that we aren't capable we of aren't being capable there. We aren't capable of being there. And ultimately, hopefully, we make a better world out of this place and a better afterlife after grad. Mm. Right. And so that's a it's a constant habit of being self-critical, mm-hmm. but constructive criticism right and constantly moving forward yeah to just being all right with not knowing the answer i mean that's what we've discussed too and humbling yourself to know that you don't know the answer i think that was a big turnover in in at least in my timeline from in high school to now it it very much i always had a vision Mm -hmm. i always had this idea that i wanted to create Mm -hmm. a different set and i i i share on this channel all the time of like the type of dreams I have for myself. But the huge difference was before that girl was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to be like perfect. Mm -hmm. And so that there's no room for error at all. And if there is error, then I'm a failure. I failed. That was my mentality as well. Exactly. And then coming out of college, it's this realization and this huge shift and Mm -hmm. so much more growth and so much smoother transition when I decided that, I like errors. Mm-hmm. I need the I'm errors. Comfortable with I'm them. comfortable That's with fine. the errors. That's literally fine. Re- That's fine. Mm-hmm. I will recognize them. Yeah. I will find my tools that help me be comfortable in this current moment. Mm-hmm. And I will take step by step, which is what you were getting to yeah. about the car scenario. Mm-hmm. Were you, I think you were mentioning something about a car, like a just car? going, oh, was it me and my imagination? I think visually. Yeah. So sometimes I see images when people talk. So I think you were was saying it, we got to keep moving forward. Okay. And I just envisioned a car oh, okay, in the midst similar. of fog. Yeah. And you don't, you can't see. That what was the, on the video. That was on okay, the video okay, on the okay. interview you that we were listening to. You can't see what's Continue. in front. Yeah, you can't necessarily see what's in front of you, but you can see like the first yard, right? Mm-hmm. And all you can do is just keep, keep on driving. Keep moving forward. Keep on driving. Right. And that, that new ledge and that new set of distance will mm-hmm. come before you right and i think that's what's happening with me right now Mm -hmm. so in these recent moments i've been expressing that i'm ready to work for a company again right um but the thing is is now that i've done all of this self-work and this introspection of myself in terms of what i see myself doing it's very specific and it's very niche Mm -hmm. and you know instead of saying hmm it's not gonna happen or i might have to settle and like do this right now do that right now I'm just saying, you know what? I'm not going to care about that. Right. What I internalize and what I visualize for myself doing is this. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is literally those things have been kind of coming to the forefront. Right. I don't know if they're actually going to happen. And if they don't, like we expressed that before as well, we just keep moving forward keep and we them. keep remembering the value that we're in. But this is starting to step into that stage of manifestation. Right. And, you know, everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different belief in how they bring about things. Right. And so that's one thing the guy was also saying was... Mm-hmm. You have to have a source of belief, though. I think right. the commonality with all of them is like whether it's religion, spiritualities, mm-hmm. Buddhism, science, mm-hmm. evolution. Some people sure. believe in evolution, but there's something that grounds you in the um, notion that things do happen 
and things will come. Right. Right. As long as you put good out mm-hmm. and you keep envisioning what, what you, you want. What you want to do. Yeah, that's what, what it's rooted exactly. in. It's not being so hung up on the how, right? Obviously the how is important because that's how you're going to take each step forward and get to your destination that you envision for yourself. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the success is rooted in the vision that you imagine for yourself. Mm-hmm. And we can't allow ourselves to overstress mm-hmm. on the how. We because can't. we just step, just take a step. Okay, did, was this a mistake? Was this a win? What can right. I learn from this? Take another step. And all of that is rooted in your beliefs, like you're saying, and all of that can also be rooted in the things that interest you when we're thinking mm-hmm. about it in a professional development sense. Mm-hmm. And for you, in terms of your career, right? I know you're in the midst of submitting applications for venture capital stuff, so that's really cool for you. But I mean, we were just having a conversation about how you're not necessarily worried about all the external and that possibilities. Was, that wasn't unforced error that I kept making Mm -hmm. as well thinking about my career was the negative thought that I will have to sacrifice one side of myself for the other right that was an error in regards to mentality Mm. right so like shedding getting rid of like you said becoming aware in terms of let's get to that how Mm -hmm. like really how and it's different for everyone but at least we can find some baseline for all of us is recognizing that mental habit mm-hmm. right or that physical habit okay yeah. <laughs> <ate> my wallet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to the tidier things and then what are the tools mm-hmm. so i think the tools for career was definitely the manifestation the meditating the changing my train of thought because yeah. my train of thought would literally go into this circle and this control f- freak yeah. girl who was like you need to have this you need to have this mm-hmm. this needs to happen next if you get this opportunity right. if you get this opportunity right. let yeah. me say it again yeah. if no and if you don't then everything's going to fall apart. Everything's going to fall apart. Right. You don't know what to do. You don't know You can't adjust. You don't know where to go next. And that's not okay. That You can't, no. have, that. You can't have that thought. Right. So yeah. that that piece, that flow is now changing to this is where I'm at. Yeah. This is who I am. This is what I want. Right. And I'm going to do everything in my power to exactly. obtain it. But if I don't obtain it, well, then that's okay. There's going to be something else that comes right. my way. And I know the tools when I feel like I'm in that primal state. Mm-hmm. I know the tools to get me to that positive state so that I can keep being productive mm-hmm. towards actually making a step. Cause like you yeah. said, we cannot dwell on it too long. We can't, no. We can't because that right. will distract us We're from the next thing. We're getting stuck in the moment. Right, and we have period. To mm-hmm. And that's procrastination. Right. And that's holding us back. That's just, that's halting. Yes. That's coming to a pause. That's being stagnant. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that we in the aftergrad community. At all, because it's so easy to live in that moment and to just say that, okay, everything that's happening in life and around me right. is just leading itself, lending itself to me being in this moment and not progressing. But if you allow those thoughts and the negative energy, I mean, we just have to be so conscious of how life impacts our psyche. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to the awareness, if you can internalize how life and how you move through it and how various interactions impact you, you're just more in control. You're more powerful. Exactly. And like our elders, our elders say Mm -hmm. is like, life moves fast. Right. And I rather blink and be a changed person right. then blink and be in the exact that is my worst nightmare being the, right. in the exact same spot that i started right and the fact of the matter is i mean every second this was a point that i think i was making to you earlier every second we're changing as aftergrads as people were constantly in change mm-hmm. and if you're not having check-ins with yourself right if you're not getting to know yourself yes. we have a conversation clarity. about clarity clarity right clarity of thought if you're not checking in with yourself mm-hmm. to learn where you're at now you're just living right you're living in an old body right but you have to constantly be in scrutinizing mm-hmm. you have to be scrutinizing 
yourself, yeah. your past self, where you're going. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to be trapped in the past. And that's not what we want for ourselves no. because we're trying to grow. We have to constantly be asking ourselves questions about what I want. Who am I? And if you don't have answers to those questions, and it's okay if you don't, that's totally fine because again, you're changing. So there's going but to always- But let me be real and abrupt and like quite blunt. Yeah. Find that clarity. Find the clarity. That's the key. That is that it. That is the key. Yeah. Because let me tell you, clarity <laughs> brings forth conviction. Conviction. That's what I leave you with. Right. Clarity brings forth conviction. Right. And belief is your truth. Transparency is your truth. All of that. Communication. Is going to allow aftergrads to level up. Level up. Even when we don't know what leveling up looks like. Yeah. Our brain does not know the difference, guys. Right, right. We don't. It's rooted in the emotions. And you can imagine emotions based on ideas, visions that you see for yourself mm -hmm. in the future. We, you can create those emotions right now. You don't yes, actually have to experience, experience it. it. You, you don't, don't have to experience it. Just sit with yourself. Meditate. Close those eyes. Close the eyes. Think about it. Let's spark just, this imagination. What do you want for yourself? Exactly. What do you want for your life? Yeah. Imagine it. Literally, like, the exercise, exercise and that's can be creativity. done right now. Just and that's what I mean, eyes. that anyone, everyone yeah. needs to be creative. Mm -hmm. Everyone is an artist. Yeah. Because you literally have to paint your own picture. 100%. Or else you're going to be painting the exact same thing the person next to you is painting. Yeah. Right? These experiences that we're living, we're not only experiencing it and creating emotion around what we experience, but other people's experiences from hearing them, from seeing them, they are also dictating and having an influence on our visions as well. And so we got- whoa. That's tea. We, that's we, tea. Yeah. That's it. Preach. That's, that's really it. I mean, again, just <laughs> imagine it and then actualize it. Yeah. And that's it. So I'm imagining that I am not going to lose my wallet again. And right. I am really good with names, guys. Right. You tell me once, I remember And it. I'm a fantastic public speaker. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going to get this job. Yes, you are. You're going to be the best venture capitalist alive. <laughs> Period. Thank you, friend. Yes. All right, Aftergrads, that's our show. Thank you for watching. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Aftergrad Podcast. If you're interested in the visual version of our episodes, make sure to subscribe to our channel and be updated on our latest releases. Also, Aftergrads, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question, comment, concern, or life situation that pertains to being an Aftergrad, please share those with us over at our email address, which is theaftergradpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram, which again is at the After God Podcast. Finally, we would really appreciate a five-star review or a share. Not only does this make us happy, but it helps other Aftergrads such as yourself find this platform and join our growing family. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening or watching. And with that, this, this is, is the, the Aftergrad, Aftergrad Podcast. Podcast.